Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. I have Dr. Denise Berger here, AKA Dr. D and she has her doctorate in organizational leadership, her dissertation in corporate social responsibility, and dun, 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 you are a certified positive intelligence coach now, correct? That is correct, Dr. Denise, and I'm so happy to be here again. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. It feels like 2023 is just flying by. It's an honor to have you. And I'd love if you could give everyone a little bit of an update. I mean, we have done quite a few shows together, one show this year, but where I'm bringing back the creative mind series this fall and I'm, you're my first guest this fall for the creative. Mind series. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So let us all know what you've been up to this year. Yeah. So I um, was able to get a chapter in the Rutledge series, Leadership and Change book published this year. So hooray. Mm -hmm. Um, And the book is Why uh, Leaders in the U.S. Build Businesses with Purpose. So it absolutely builds off of my dissertation findings, uh, plus more current information as well. And uh, I got certified as a positive intelligence coach, and I have been running pods, which are small groups of people through the positive intelligence program, as well as uh, some additional coaching that I that I bolt onto that. And I think it's really important for everyone to know that way, way long ago, you were once working in corporate America. And so much of your inspiration as to how you are as a leader right now has been in your DNA and your core of who you are for many, many years. And I believe I met you when you were launching out of corporate America and into more academic in this role. Can you give everyone a little window into your experience in corporate America? Sure. Yeah. So I ran a global business unit for a Fortune 500 company that handled the overseas services for Fortune 500 clients. And then uh, I also ran the Women's Network under the Diversity and Inclusion Strategy. That all launched me to pursue my dissertation, I mean, my doctorate. And then when I went to think about what I wanted to do my dissertation on, I went to India as part of the program. And this woman that I met with Um, was talking to me about corporate social responsibility. And she said, CSR, corporate social responsibility, is like teenage sex. Everyone says they're doing it, but only half are doing it. And of the half, only half are doing it the right way. And I said, that is what I'm going to do my dissertation on, especially focused on the big behemoth U.S., Fortune 500 companies, how do they manage their battleship to uh, focus on corporate social responsibility? Yeah. And I think off show, you and I were just having a great discussion about this and some of the findings that you did share with everyone. Can you share a little bit about that and then kind of my aha moment and we can kind of launch from there? Yeah, overarchingly, there's two big components, and then there's a whole bunch of other 
other factors that go into whether or not someone is doing CSR the right way. Um, but one is that it haps, absolutely has to be um, part of the DNA of the strategy of the organization. It actually is the lens through which everything, all decisions are made for the organization. And just to be clear, corporate social responsibility is about the balance between taking care of people, i.e. the employees and community, taking care of the planet, and also profitability. So we're not in the business of not also looking after profitability because while well, the two are inextricably linked, right? So you can't have an organization not do well and go out of business because then they're not serving society and the planet anymore. So it's the two are mutually um, reinforcing or the three are mutually reinforcing. Um, so anyway, so that's the first thing, like rolling up the sleeves, making it part of the DNA every day. Um, and then the second thing is just having a, an ethos of the, the long game. Um, and this idea of circular reasoning, which is what you put into it today, will come back around to you tomorrow. And that is a really important thought process and understanding, fundamental understanding in CSR. And it's the differentiator, one of the differentiators between giving it lip service or doing it justice. So what are the companies, what of all the, the companies you've looked at and also worked for, which are the ones that are really doing it right? What are the key factors that we see? What actually works? Because I know there's the academics, but you've been fortunate to actually be in corporate America, launch out of corporate America. And lots of times I feel like these are like little philosophical discussions, but who's actually getting this right? Who is getting corporate social responsibility right with people, yeah. the planet and profits all in balance? Yeah. Well, one of the learnings from my study is that um, it's a journey. So it, it it's not like you get to flip the switch one day and say, I'm CSR like that. That's just, you know, we're great. Look at us. Pay attention to us. It's a journey. And so there's different stages of it. Different organizations are in different stages of that journey. Um fundamentally, it starts with compliance, right? It starts with being legal, ethical, um, uh, you know, compliant with um, man being a good citizen, managing your risks, being mindful of your risks, and having an eye on like improving lives and communities. That's the fundamental. Um, all of that is uh, has an umbrella of, are you living your values? What are the values of the organization? And are they alive and kicking versus okay. are they sitting on a shelf collecting dust? Okay. So I love short and sweet, fun words. It's my favorite thing to do is 
talk about things and you and I've done some other shows, but when I'm hearing this, I just keep getting in integrity in, in, and I like to apply everything I'm listening. When I hear you talk, we could be talking about corporations. We could be talking about friendships. Absolutely. We could be talking about our sexual partners. We could talk about our parenting style because to me, and we'll go more business in a minute, but I just want everyone to think about this, that when you're in, in integrity to yourself, to the company you work for, the family you're in, the relationship, it all starts with words, thoughts, and actions matching the endpoint. And so when people are yes. in integrity, and this is everywhere, that's what I love when I think about mental health and mental wellness, we'd have to think of what's the mental health of an organization? What is my unique growth style? Do I want to go work in corporate America? Then when I'm hearing you talk, I was actually wondering my scientific question. I don't mean to put you on the hot seat, but I, we might as well. And you can tell me it's too much because what organizations, is it easier from a management standpoint to get it right with CSR in a smaller, medium, or large? I know that we've talked about the grassroots employees. We've talked about administration off show. Can we just go deeper in that? And like, what really allows that balance for integrity within the business realm? It's always going to be easier in a small company. Uh, the the factors that throw integrity off are less. Having said that, there still has to be an intentional investment in integrity, meaning integrity doesn't just happen. It isn't like um, you get to declare, just like CSR, you don't get to flip the switch and be like, okay, we're in integrity right now. It requires an intentional investment every day to live into integrity, to be honest, to build trust, to have um, uh, psychological safety in the organization, to build resiliency in people, to um, develop people and their skills, um, to balance being a human being with mm -hmm. being a worker. Right. right? All those Very things right. require intentionality. So, okay. As they do with a person too, by the way, your point about like all of these things can apply to uh, an organization as much as they can apply to a person. Absolutely. Because the next level of CSR is strategic and the next level of CSR is being a game changer. And all those factors that apply to these levels can be applied to an individual. Right. And we had an offshore discussion specifically about, um, we, I was, you, you inspire me. We were talking about upper management. We were talking about the employees having a buy-in and that that middle tier, you had a name for that. Can you explain that? Cause I feel, feel like this can happen in any situation with communication in organizations and in our family life too. Yeah, 100%. So your question about um, whether or not it's harder in a bigger company and the answer is intuitively yes, um, but in either case, it comes down to that middle layer of management, the next tier down from the executive level, and I call that the leadership metronome. So is that leadership tier setting the tempo that is intended for the organization or are they undermining it? Um and so that that really is 
you could have CSR work very effectively in big organizations. And there are examples every day, not perfect examples because CSR is not perfect. It's a journey, just like people are not perfect. We're all on our journeys too. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could absolutely have it at the bigger companies, but it does come down to that leadership metronome. They really do set the tempo for the organization. Well, and I really like visuals. And when we were speaking, I get like, we've got the top tier leadership. We've got the people doing the grassroots, the workers. And then we have the discussion on integrity. And I love thinking about the infinity loop and that right in the middle of the infinity loop is that it's like the game changer. It's like movement. It's like, what's the communication? And I think when all of our words, thoughts, and actions line up, you stay focused day to day. You call yourself, you say you're sorry. If you make a mistake, you give people mental health days or days off. You treat yourself with respect. You treat other people with respect. And I feel like one of the reasons I love having you on the show and I just enjoy knowing you is you're not only, not only have you worked in corporate America, you've gone and gotten your doctorate, but you're actually teaching our youth. Can you just give us a little window into what you've been doing? Is this your ninth year now or eighth year? Eighth year. Oh my gosh. You know, before I do that, Dr. Denise, I just want to comment on your infinity signs. I'm a big fan of infinity signs too. And I got it right here. Woo. Where are the infinity signs? Okay. (laughs) Love that. So, you know, on the infinity loop, you can end up anywhere in that loop at any given time. I think that's another important thing to keep in mind with corporate social responsibility. Like on any given day, it is going to ebb and flow. You're not going to have on every single day an equal balance between people, planet, and profit. But you are going to have in the aggregate when you look at the infinity sign as a whole. But on the day-to-day, you might be over here on the left and over there on the right another day. So it it loops around and settles on, okay, in balance, are you generating improvements for people, improvements for the planet, and improvements in your profitability? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So So back to your question on educating the youth. Yes. So this is my eighth year teaching at the graduate level at Pepperdine. And I teach in a social entrepreneurship program. So all my students are completely focused on going out and changing the world for the better. So it's, you know, it absolutely speaks to me. And I teach organizational leadership and service in that program. Um, So we touch on things like um, leadership can, can I, models. Can I say something? Yeah. I wanted to say that I have been very fortunate to watch Dr. D in action. I've been able to join one of the one of the classes once a year for the last seven years. And so, and I also at one point had some of your students come to my office. They were so like inspired with mental health or what they were doing. And it was really neat for me. First of all, it's fun when you go onto a college campus. I think no matter what age we are, it's so humbling when you think about our youth and think about just being in a classroom and anything that they might do to inspire us or vice versa, that same infinity loop of inspiration. And I love watching one thing that you bring up that I think is really universal to bring up here as I'm relaunching the Creative Mind series is that whole idea of consciousness and vibrational frequency and that that can we talk about that that specific point that you make 
Yeah, I think it's really important to understand like sort of the water you're swimming in. Um, so uh, I don't know if you have heard of that metaphor, but I'll share it in case someone hasn't. But basically, these two fish are swimming in water and a scuba diver goes by and and says to the fish like, oh, great day. The water feels so good. And off he goes. And the one fish turns to the other picture, Dory and Nemo and says, what's water? And so often we are swimming in water without even realizing it. So one of the one of the waters we swim in is how we are as a society in terms of our levels of consciousness. And David Hawkins does a phenomenal job of mapping our levels of consciousness and also providing us with a visual um, scale of consciousness from the basic, you know, starting at zero, which is where jealousy and blame and war come from and hatred and anger and all that at up to level 200. And at level 200 is where it starts to flip up to the connection, belonging, community, conscious capitalism, love, and, you know, ultimately um, self-actualization. So the idea is by sharing this is that like we all have an obligation and an interest in elevating our own consciousness. And by doing that, we also elevate the consciousness as a whole. And I love that because I like to not only the infinity loop, talking balance, and then also the in integrity. So it's what I always like to say when individuals thrive, we all thrive. And so I love is when you're actually walking the walk, saying you're sorry, following through, it's just simple manners. It's literally common courtesy, whatever happened to common courtesy, right? Even Mm -hmm. just saying please and thank you. Um, you know, letting someone exit before you go in to a place like little things like that absolutely have a vibrational energy. Um, it's kind of like that butterfly, you know, the butterfly flaps its wings and the ripple effect can be felt around the world. So can your energy, so can your little micro and invisible vibrations be felt around the world. And that's kind of like, you know, I know that that's sort of hokey. And so that's kind of, that's the more spiritual side of, of, um, but you know what what I believe, but there's also like the practical side of it. Who doesn't, who gets hurt by common courtesy? Nobody, nobody gets hurt by common courtesy. Everyone gets hurt when you gaslight someone, when you ghost someone, when you're, when you don't say thank you, when you, when you don't acknowledge the world around you. Absolutely. So you are wearing many hats right now. Um, You're a mom, you are a business owner, you are a positive you're doing, what's the name of your program? Positive intelligence coach. Yeah. Correct. And then you're also teaching at Pepperdine. And right now you're a consultant for top secret projects. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know you can't mention them. It's like, sounds like a James Bond film. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited. They're, 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 they are in the spirit of strategy, you know, strategy, operational effectiveness, talent development. So 
Right. Yeah, I understand. They're I'm in just, my wheelhouse. I'm just being playful because I mean, come on. I, know, we, I love that. Another important part of business, like who we want to show up to work with. It's okay to have fun. Absolutely. Everyone can By tell. The way, play and fun. There's research that shows play and fun spark creativity and innovation. Of course. Of course, everyone knows that um, my three things always are self-care is the new cool, deep play, divine, exquisite, ethereal, peaceful play, and then love all kinds. And so that goes to the fundamentals of being aware, having self-love, and then altruism. Those principles, just like your CSR dissertation from a mental health perspective, everything matters. And it's also how we say it. I mean, when someone in back in the day would just handshake something, that was it. Yeah. That was the good old fashioned handshake method, the pleases, the thank yous. And so I had just recently met with you for coffee and I was so excited to hear about what you're doing with coaching. And then you and I, prior to the pandemic, we really are going to be circling back you have this amazing Aliki designs. We've done shows on it. Can everyone just hear about what that is and your intention? And then our, we can talk a little bit about Aliki one and then wrap up. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. So I started a jewelry business. Um, I hand make the jewelry. It's modeled after a design that can only be found in Greece. I'm half Greek. So that's the connection. Um, and I named it Aliki Designs. And my intention there was twofold. On the practical side, it was to actually start my own business and be an entrepreneur so that when I'm teaching to students who want to be entrepreneurs, I'm speaking from a place of experience and not just academic and theory. But number two is that I really wanted to create jewelry that people can wear all the time. It's effortless to wear. And it means something. It it elevates our consciousness by having a positive intention attached to it. So every design that I have has a has a Greek name and essence and a positive intention. I've been told by many people who wear my designs that they look down at it every day and just reminds them of the intention that they chose. Um, it's gotten some people through some you know, uh, struggles in their lives like divorce um, or, uh, you know, a, an illness or even COVID. Like during COVID, it helped them have strength um, to face the day ahead. And I named it after my aunt in Greece because she was a quiet, wise soul amidst a boisterous Greek family. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I want to thank you because right when I was going to India in 2018 to speak on nurturing children's mental health in Dharmshala at the Dalai Lama's Body Mind Life Conference, I wanted to be inspired. Um, and I actually asked you if we could design a bracelet based on the Dr. Denise brand that had the DNA strands in a very ethereal way, showing the power of our words, thoughts, and actions that influence our DNA. And the very first bracelet we did together was called Genetiki. And then all of a sudden I got so inspired. I was wearing the bracelet. I don't know if it's before or after. It might've been after I got back. That's when you and I, because of your connection with your travels to Tibet, correct? Uh, Nepal. Nepal. Nepal in India. Yeah. Thailand. I've been to Thailand too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I feel like the energy vibration, cause I like, like, I love certain colors that get me happy. In fact, I'm wearing this one. I'm not, I didn't even know. I mean, I'm always wearing the designs. Um, and I feel like what we could do maybe is have a reel as like part of the social media push on a leaky one, but I like to show up with good habits. Just like when someone's brushing their teeth, when I go to pick an outfit out, when I decide like I have a candle lit here tonight to sort of say, yay, I get to hang out with you. So I have gratitude, but I think whatever it is for anyone's neuro style, that's going to keep them in this moment and either more hopeful, more peaceful, more inspired. I more find resilient. Yes. So I just want to say that I feel really excited because you made me the genetic gear. We co-designed it. Yeah, and then you were open and we had trust. And I feel like I'm just circling back. And this kind of is like where the beginning of the show started, where when you have a relationship or a company and you do the work over the years, you see whose words, thoughts, and actions keep matching up. And when I just had coffee with you, I was like, wait a second, there was a pandemic we never really did marketing for our leaky one. And we both have like information we want to share more with the world. And I'm like, I think we can do some unique things. And you're like, sure, of course we have to do our other parts of our lives. So, but I I'm inspired still. So I think when we look at corporate social responsibility, whether it's a collaboration with something like this, a leaky one part of a leaky designs or yeah. a friend that even when you pick up, you know, that the values are in alignment to me, that's just a good feeling. So in business, I'm like really excited. I almost feel like it's a rebirth of a leaky one right now. And that's what I think companies need to do when they look at their mission statements. So our mm -hmm. friendship, my respect of you, you trusting and me. And who they partner with, who they partner, they have to make, you know, decisions about who they partner with based on the CSR lens too. Correct. So I just want to thank you for that. And I'm wondering, right. I just want to share something really quickly that when you're referencing a leaky one, that is a line that you and I collaborated on and created. And it, so it, it, it is our joint effort to elevate consciousness through jewelry. Um, and all of my jewelry, but I'll talk about a leaky one specifically has a give, give it forward component, a gift component, I call it. And the leaky one lines gift goes to the orphanage that you visited when you were in it, when you were in India. The CD house and my Dharma brother, Lama Tenzin Chagall and yes. probably need to do a shout out and reconnect with him. I feel like, I feel like there's still a recalibration yeah. with everything. So I'm really excited. And I'm also really intrigued by all the consulting you're doing and your new kind of ventures and coaching. And I'm looking forward to doing some shows and coming up with some universal truths to talk about like we did today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I could keep going. Um, I know you could too. And we'll just, we'll just keep it alive. Perfect. So can you, so first of all, I'm in Manhattan beach. I often do these shows and I don't, I'm like everyone, I'm an adult and child psychiatrist, mother, and I practice in Manhattan beach. 
I'm definitely seeing patients now in person more. I'm also, because my son's in his own thrive state, I'm going to be able to go out into the big, bad world and do some events. And I, I, I intend to do things more with Denise, uh, Dr. D and, um, Dr. D can you tell everyone where they can find you and work with you? Yeah, for sure. I'm in Manhattan Beach too. I work remotely. My well, I'm an empty nester now, so I have flexibility to travel. Um, and you can find me, uh, my jewelry line you can find at Aliki Designs, A-L-I-K-I Designs, Instagram, Facebook, online on uh um, the web uh website through Shopify. And then my consulting um, website is Aliki Consulting, and you can also find that on Instagram as well. Okay, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Creative Mind series. I'm going to have some great guests, and I'm really humbled and honored to know you and I love your smile. And I know everyone, you can just see, uh, I'm going to be doing more videos too, because you can feel the energy a little bit more. So thank you, Dr. D. And um, thank you everyone for tuning in. Have a great thank night, you. a great day, wherever you are. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye.